Hey, Peter. Hey. How's your attitude? Poor. Oh, well, you're going to need a different attitude for this episode, buddy. Ooh, like what? an attitude of... Uh, Aptitude? No, close. It's more like you're grateful. It's an attitude of... Um, gratuitousness? Oh, gosh. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear podcast. Jazz. Explained. I could see the gears turning as you were trying to remember the tagline there, Peter. No, no, I remembered it. I was thinking about, what did you think about that intro today? I thought it was good. I thought it was a, <laughs> I was going to say Great. a B plus, but I know that for you, a B plus means a straight no, up No, a F. B minus. A B minus. I love a B plus. That's so I, weird. That, I, I killed it when I had many B pluses. That was. What about a straight up B? Just a B. A B is okay. Like a little B. But B minus, failure. Might as well just be a failure. <laughs> wow. Well, no, but see, I don't think folks realize how off the cuff our intros are let's just oh talk no about they realize oh, they, they understand do they sound no no but i think they sound i mean they may not love them they may hate them they may be somewhere in between but i mean we do not not only do we not rehearse them or script them yeah. we don't know what we're going to say we, and we don't know who's going to go first nope. either a little fun fact about that all we do you, is push the swoosh and then the default is that you would go first and i think most folks realize that what probably eight out of ten times you're going first. But sometimes I'm like, I got it. Like, yeah. I'll point to myself as you're swishing. Yeah. And then I'll do something like, hey, Adam. Yeah. And then you say, hey, what's up? Hey, yeah, right. Or whatever. And then we're just, but we don't know what's going to happen after that. So, um, before, after, during, we're just completely <laughs> oblivious to the it's situation, fun, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's fun, fun to be in the moment. And, yeah. you know, it's I would say, improv. I would say that, yeah, like one out of every couple of hundred is okay. <laughs> no, no, it's better than that. Says you. <laughs> let us know. In, oh, we can't let them know. How do, how, that's the thing with podcasts. Let us know in the comments below. They can't do that. They can't do it. How can people commit? They need to start tweeting at us. We need, we, we need to check it more often. Full disclosure. <laughs> you can't, I'm gonna, you I'm can't gonna, ask people to tweet at us and then be like, but we never check well, it. Well, it's hard, though, because we got to log in. So you never log in, which is not good. I'm off the Twitters, man. But are, is it like you're against it? You know, during the the uh, twenty twenty election cycle, I just couldn't take it anymore. I just couldn't take the, right. all the, the well, you're vitriol. You're the wrong people. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and see, look, I got logged out because I'm logged into my normal thing. But dude, look, we're gonna start checking it. Tweet at us at at you'll hear it and let us know what you think of our intros. Are you team B minus as a grade for our intros, or are you team? I know it's not gonna be in the A's, so. Team B. Actually, just give us a grade. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to feed you. Oh my gosh! Any, any Biggest direction. mistake ever. You're gonna give break us a grade Twitter. on our intros overall. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and what do they say? Like drop the worst and drop the best. Just I mean, like our everyday level. Tell us what you think. Just the average, run of the mill, common intro. What's the grade on it? Well, don't make it sound so average and <laughs> run of the mill. Just your your day by day brilliant. Delivery or whatever you think. Yeah, it's just your, it's just your uh, regular old brilliant intro. <laughs> what are um, you from Brooklyn again? Okay. So today's show is all about seven things that great musicians have in common. I love this title, man. I love that we're going back to the lists of seven. The lists are great. This is an aspirational for us in terms of like, we've got to really bring the fire today. You ready to bring the fire? I'm not, always, not the fire emoji. No, I'm bring the actual fire. I am always ready to bring the fire. So let's talk about a little bit what we mean by. Uh, 
things, I think is the word. What are the things that great musicians have in common? Like, what's the idea behind this list? Okay, so this is going to be about, like, really overall traits. You know, things that are maybe just ingrained in the great musicians that we've seen some commonality between them. Could be any kind of genre or anything. This is not about they all play A flat minor 7. No, 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 no. This is about big picture stuff. It's kind of a personality list, honestly. Right. And these are all things. What's exciting about this, whether you think you're a great musician or not, these are all things that you can work on. And really, they're all things that we all have some level of, I think. I'm just looking back over the list again, making sure. Yeah. Now, what's great about, and this is sort of built into this list. I don't want to give it away too much, but a little bit of self-awareness. If you can understand how much of these different things you have, it can really help you in kind of your overall work that you're doing as a musician. Again, not in the learn your A flat minor scale, you know, things that great musicians have in common. They all know the scales. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But we're not talking about, they can all play. Yeah. Yeah. They can all play. But, um, but if you can kind of think about these things, these seven things and, you know, think about it away from your instrument as you're going through your week and see for different ways that maybe this, the areas that you feel that you're a little bit, um, you know, lacking in, you can, it, that can inform the flow of your practice, the flow of your mindset, the flow of like how you want to, you know, not get better today, but maybe get better in the next three months, six months, one year. Yeah. You know? I because, because I love to study things about say musicians. Like if I think about how do I become a better musician, my mind goes to this place of like, well, what not, what is one great musician? Let me try to become like her. It's more like, let's get a group of great musicians. Let's increase our odds and see what they all have in common totally. because they're all different. They're all individuals. And it's very easy to be like, well, you can make no connection between these two different people, but it's like, I want to become a great basketball player. Don't get fixated on like one person, Wilt Chamberlain. Okay. Of course he's a great basketball player, but take Wilt Chamberlain. There's probably too many like individual factors that come into just being Wilt Chamberlain. Right. Which is great. That's the personality. But like, what are the things that they all have? Number one, be seven feet tall. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because if you get fixated on, that you're like okay i'm not seven feet tall i can't so you got to get a short player too but like what are the things that they all have in common yeah because then if you want to be great you got to make sure that you probably have those i feel like we're getting our mamba mentality on now buddy let's do it okay so number one what is the number one thing that uh, all great musicians have in common they listen that's right big ears big old ears they listen to a lot of music they listen when they're playing they listen when they're listening that's right they're always listening and i love the big ears thing because the listening it's almost like listening leads to big ears totally and that's why they're great you know and so now this does not mean that every great musician has perfect pitch nope we're not talking about that not at all but we're talking about they're all actively and have spent a lot of time on ear training a lot of time listening to music to the nuances of it they as you say listen as they're playing oh my gosh the greatest so musicians i've ever played with are the greatest listeners greatest on stage listeners. that's right you know they're completely present with you as you're doing what you're doing and it makes playing with them such a joy and so easy right sue me i love to listen because they're there for you no matter what they're there for the audience they're there for the moment and that takes uh training it's not like i mean uh, there is a personality thing to that but you have to just make up your mind I am going to listen to everything that's happening here on this stage right now. Everything that's happening in this recording session. Everything that's happening on this album I'm listening to. Everything. Yes. You know, as I'm making this podcast, I'm going to listen to everything, every uh, dad pun that comes out of Peter's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going right. to bounce them back. Because I'm a great listener. I heard that. I, I know you thought I was checking our Twitter No, I even know that, once you're, that even <laughs> as you're checking Twitter, you're listening. Yeah. And so this one's great. As we said, like this can be, this is probably our most actionable 
in 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 some respects in that you can f- like oh well I want to be great so I, how do I learn how to listen better so we're going to start thinking about allocating more of our time during yeah. the week as you know we practice like do you have a time when you just sit and listen yeah. to a rec- recording yeah. have you like dedicated yourself to going out and listening to all not all but like the greatest music that's coming to your area yeah. everybody's just like you know live music is happening again go out and support it yeah but also like are you going to something every week are you are you putting your money where your mouth is? are you putting your time more importantly are you are you reserving mo- like when you're actually playing with other people are you reserving moments to listen then right you don't have to play all the time no you can just sit back and listen sit back and listen yeah Yeah. are you listening to yourself are you recording yourself when you practice and then are you listening as you practice but are you also listening to get that objective thing this is a great one if you're learning a new tune are you listening to different versions of that tune right if the answer is anything but yes uh you could be listening more and like we said this is definitely something that all of the great musicians, at least that I've ever met and worked with here at Open Studio and in my musical career, they all have this characteristic. They all are the best listeners. Absolutely. Uh, number two is discipline. Ooh. This is an important one, not just for being a musician, but for being a person. And I think this is a lot more varied than people might think it is. It doesn't have to be like, it doesn't mean regimented. It doesn't mean like, well, I have to be up at 5 a.m. every day, although that helps some people. Uh, and I have to practice nine hours a day for 20 years kind of discipline. Kind of. No, but it, well, it, when we talk about things like think about great musicians that we both know yeah. um, that like we like that we really know and we see kind of what they're the flow of like how they work at their craft. That's why we have this in there. Like that's pretty much always. I mean, even the most talented musicians. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like I always think about Roy Hargrove because. You know, he was just I, I love Roy Hargrove as, as, as a man and as a musician. And he's probably the most brilliant musician that I was f- closely around for a long, a big part of my life. Like, but he was probably the most one of the most talented, just naturally talented. But he also had some of the highest level of discipline in terms of like, I'm going to go learn this and not put it off. And like every day I'm learning something and that kind of a thing. And so it's that's, like a th- that's different than trying to account for every single second of every day. Oh, yeah, you know, course. that kind of discipline or that kind of like, uh, I'm going to know what I'm going to practice there. You can be open, right? You can. Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. But just that consistency. Yeah. Right. That idea and it's that dogged attitude right. of like, I'm going to, you know, like a dog goes after a bone. I don't right. know if that's where the phrase came from, but that's how I think about it. You sure. Know? sure. Um, where like, you're not going to, I mean, to me, discipline is like, you're not going to let anything get in between you and the objective of learning that tune of writing that composition mm-hmm. of learning how to that scale, you know, whatever it is, it's like the discipline is like, you're, you're saying no to other things to say yes to music. It's really the patience game. What's that famous, uh, famous study? I think it's been debunked now the marshmallow study with kids right where they they put uh, kids who are like five or six years old in a room and there's like one marshmallow on the table and they say okay i'm gonna go out don't eat the marshmallow if you don't eat it you'll get two more marshmallows when i come back right and then like they see who which of the kids that game (laughs) has the patience (laughs) yeah right and you know most kids eat the marshmallow as soon as the adult leaves but some kids wait patiently yeah and the some like the, the the it's correlated with like success later in life you know so i love it so discipline maybe is patience combined with work i think so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all right what's number three number three is an attitude of gratitude uh, it's so important man yeah it's, so so important yeah i mean i just i've never been around a great musician or, or the ones that i don't know personally that i consider great not just me that's kind of generally known that don't exude 
an attitude of gratitude in yeah. their music. You know what? Maybe they're assholes a- a- otherwise and they're not gracious and we don't see that. Who knows? But I haven't seen that. Like there's always a very high level, highly, highly attuned connection with gratitude. Now, does that mean they're perfect people that never, you know, diss their friends or get divorced or whatever? I mean, that that's a separate thing. But in terms of like on the spectrum of gratitude, you know, it's kind of like when you know when you're around a person that's just like has a lot of gratitude. It's not like it's not just like they're about to walk into the street and somebody says, "Wait, wait, come back!" and they save them from getting hit by a car. It's yeah. very easy to be, you know, have gratitude for, towards that person at that right, time. Right, right. Of course, they saved your life. But we're talking about just like gratitude for music, for art, for the world. Gratitude for being in having the opportunity to be this sort of conduit, this connection point between forces bigger and greater than us to be able to produce music for people and to be part of that process. Yeah, I mean, it's love, man. That's it's love. love. It's humility. Uh, it's all of those things combined in this attitude of gratitude. I love it, man. I think it's it's actually the, the more uh, and bigger names in this music that I, I've been lucky enough to meet and, and work with, like the more you realize they have that in abundance they have an attitude of gratitude you know you realize that it's not all you you right. know like it's not all about you and really all of us are lucky to be here you know yeah. there's only so many people that get to be born that's right <laughs> and you're one of well, them well there's billions <laughs> there's but billions. yeah <laughs> it's only no, so many no but there's a specific there's company. only so many people that can you know get to make a living playing music there's yes. only so many people that get to make this beautiful improvised music. But haven't you noticed that like the really great musicians are the ones that understand, like yourself. Totally. I would just say that. And I'm, I'm not no, blowing man. smoke up, up your, your new. I mean, I really like you exude. Uh, uh, and I've seen you at your most upset and most unsettled at different times. Likewise, there's man. still like there's there's a, a graciousness and a level of gratitude that informs, you know, your personality and your music that that is very um very much in tune with each other, as we would say. Yeah, and I've right. never been around a great musician that didn't have that. I agree. No, it's, yeah. it's definitely the thing they all in co- have in common, and, and likewise with you as well. It's it's there in spades. Uh, number four. Four. You got yeah. it. So uh, number four is authenticity. Yeah. Now, this is a trait that we see and is really celebrated among the greatest of musicians um, because I think it's something that is very... It's very hard to it's very important for the actual production of your music and like your story, because if you don't have a, um, you know, an openness to having authenticity and like haven't developed that, then it's going to be very hard for you to be successful, especially with the non sort of you know, technical parts of the music. Like you can learn all these different skills to be an incredible pianist, but if you aren't have some kind of self-awareness about your authenticity, it's going to be hard for you to tell your story, which yeah. is what we're trying to do. And then you're going to have trouble to connect because we're talking about great musicians, it, not just like musicians, musicians. We mean people that come to see you that are the fans and the general populations, as we would say, are like, oh my God, that's such a great musician because they have the ability to move somebody, yeah. to move an audience, to be that conduit, to be that connection. And I think you have to have that that openness, that authenticity and that self-awareness about it. And it's, it's, it's really vulnerability here, too. Vulnerability. That's what you're talking about, is like this ability to really show and reveal your authentic self with all of the warts and mistakes and, and beauty and ugliness all wrapped up into the person that we all are, right? That takes a lot of vulnerability. You, right. are, you are opening yourself up to a lot of love, but you're also opening yourself up to a lot of criticism 
And it, that's hard to do. That's, this is the openness and authenticity, the vulnerability. I think for a lot of really smart musicians, this is a hard one. Yes. It's really hard, especially if you're a perfectionist. That can work against this, you know, like, yep. and that, and a lot of us have that gene. That's yep. how, how you get good at an instrument. You know, that's the, the discipline, you know, the listening, yep. all that stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about more of that kind of like that can all like skew towards perfectionism, which has some merits in, you know, uh, acquiring skills, but it can hurt the vulnerability aspect of it. So it's all about balance for that, man. You got You got to work on that, too. Yeah. You can't just ignore it. You have to like work on your vulnerability, work, work on your authenticity, work on your self-awareness. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we, we don't have perfectionism as one of these but we could have had that and that but to me that kind of falls under number two discipline in a yeah, way it's it's kind of the negative aspect of discipline like i i don't see any pride in being a perfectionist at all right you know what I mean? well like, it's good to like reach for should we open the debate panel we go the debate. no 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 like but I, i'm saying like there is toxic perfectionism oh, oh for sure you know? for sure and it's, sure. it can be easy and to, that really is toxic discipline in a way when that becomes just a means to it a, a means to an end as opposed to like you know, as as we said in in previous episodes, the North Star, like perfectionism, to try to chase towards the North Star, but to think you're going to get there becomes right. toxic. You well, know? and also it can be boring. Perfectionism can be boring. Right. I don't right. want to hear you trying to be perfect. I want to hear you trying to be you. Absolutely, and you that's know? the authenticity. Yeah. And that's how all these things they work together, and like, and they can work against each other. So understanding them and the push and pull, but knowing that they need to be there, I think is great. Well, before we get to number five, we'll be right back. All right, number five, Peter, you have, this sounds like self-help speak. Tell them, this this is, is a little bit, we're not, just a little reminder, we're talking about seven things great musicians have in common, and I have noticed that, number five, a growth mindset oh, yeah. exists in pre- virtually, no, I'm not even going to say virtually, all great musicians that I've had access were to. Were you like me when you read Growth Mindset and all about it for the first time, when you were like, yes, yes. Well, I was just thinking, yeah, I mean, it's probably relatively recently, the last 10 years or so that I've even you know, uh, been familiar with that term. Cause I feel like, you know, like when you hear about something and understand and then you're, but, but you've actually thought about it and experienced it your whole life and believed in it, even if there wasn't a catchphrase for it. And for me, that's like, I, you know, I was very lucky to have like parents and teachers and just like, you know, siblings and relatives and just people I was around yeah. that fostered that and encouraged that in me yeah. because some people, I mean, so it seemed normal to me, but some people like for whatever reason, their parents or, or, well, it's an important thing to think about, like, because friends, so-called friends, and I'm using air quotes, I don't think somebody's a friend if they don't encourage a growth mindset in you or respect that. Totally. Because sometimes friends, air quote again, are more like, they want to hold you down and yeah. stay away from those people. No, they're you know not your mean? friends. So we tell not- our children this, actually. Yeah. Don't, don't be friends with anybody who's going to try to... Uh, tamper out your joy. That's like, right. We tell our daughter that all Stay the time. Stay away from the haters. Stay away from the haters. Those aren't your real friends. Like you want to be with people and be around people that are going to like delight in your yeah. accomplishments that are going to delight in you growing, you yeah. know, and that, you know, this, that's a tall order for a kid, but like that's that, great for them. I mean, she's so lucky to have that foundation because as she moves through life and it's like, it will seem normal totally because it's like, we can't shield our kids from the haters, yeah. but, and we shouldn't because that's, that's doesn't change as we go through. But I think, yeah, having, having like, not only like-minded people, people that can inspire you, people that are around you, that bring out the best in you, that make you aspire is so important. And I think you see that with great musicians. 
they want to play with better musicians. Yeah. They want to be like, they, they want to go study. They want to learn new things. They're not, they're not resting on their laurels. They want to be around that. That's about growing, you know? Yeah. Oh, I want to learn this new thing. I mean, Herbie Hancock is like, just to me is the epitome of showing a growth mindset at the very micro level. Like as he's playing, yeah. he's um, exuding a growth mindset Absolutely. in a very exciting way. And it, part of the growth mindset thing in my experience too is, you know, like I feel really lucky. Uh, <laughs> I heard you know, the comedian Tina Fey won an award or something. I've, I think I've quoted this on the podcast before. And she said uh, she thanked her parents for giving her uh, encouragement despite or what was it? Encouragement beyond her looks and abilities. So like <laughs> basically saying like, you'll be fine no matter what. Yeah. Like you just keep going. That's right. I feel like that is wrapped up in growth mindset. Like, you know, yeah. it's don't, it's a, don't know your limitations. You're there are no, not like, know and just do it. Just, yeah. just keep going. Just yeah. do something. That's even right. if like, even if you're going to fail, just go do it. Just yeah. go do it. And the chances are you will fail and then you'll learn how not to fail. How many times did Edison invent a faulty light bulb before he invented one that worked? It was like hundreds and hundreds of times right. he failed at the light bulb and until he invented the light thing. bulb. Like it either works or I guess it calls a fire or flicker out or but something. It's, <laughs> it, but so is, I mean, so is kind of playing music. Yeah. Is, it's, yeah. It can be binary. It's like this is either, the soul is either going to work or it's not. Right. You right. know what I mean? Well, and I love this one too because wrapped up in growth mindset, I think is a real real uh, bundle of gratitude totally. because when you think about like on, on a more macro level growth mindset it's like there isn't one pie see that's the problem with those toxic friends air quotes mm. friends and air quotes they look at the world as like there's a pie and if you're growing you're gonna like take some of their part of the pie people with a true growth mindset don't look at the it, it's like an endless pie like you having more makes it possible for me to have more and we can all have more and, you, you know, that's why, I mean, you know, we don't do politics on here because this is a joy. This is a happy place. This yeah, is a safe sure. space. Yeah, yeah. But I, I hate those kind of like political movements that think of like everything is like, I've got to get mine because else somebody else is going to take It's a zero mine. sum game. Zero that's, sum game. So if, if you get if something. If only someone had a term for that. If you, if you get something, then I don't get something. Yeah. That is such bullshit. It's not true. No, but the problem is if enough people, like if a majority of the people start believing in that that myth becomes reality. And then that's the system that is actually built. What great musicians do is they've built the system with the growth mindset that helps everybody. And that's why they're kind of leaders usually in what they do and why that gratitude is always a part of it. All right. Number six uh, of seven things that great musicians have in common. Uh, Great musicians treat their art seriously. They're uncompromising. They treat it like a business. That's right. That's right. And those things like really work together. I mean, they're serious about what they do. Of course, they're joyful about yeah. it and everything, but I mean, like, they're serious about the discipline. But they respect their time. They respect their They time. respect their craft. Yeah. And they respect the art, not because it's theirs. No. Because the art, the music, the that connection is bigger than them. And that's why, and then the tree like a business part, this can seem a little bit trite, but it's like, that's what, and, and treat it like a great business, you know, in that, like, you have these things working together so that people that are involved with it can find joy and passion and contribute to something that's bigger than themselves. That's right. It's not just about making money or whatever, just like it's not just about making music. It's about elevating everybody that's part of the organization and this type of thing with a musician, everybody in the audience, everybody who's listening, everybody who's in your orb. Yeah, they're leading, they're leading a musical life. It's not like they're creating a musical business. They're just, they just have music as their career 
not as like a hobbyist, right? They right. put it as their main source of income. Professionals. Exactly. They treat it like a pro. Exactly. So treat it like that. Don't treat it like your hobby, but treat it like a, a like it's it is your livelihood. That's right. Yeah. Right. And it's kind of and that's part of the reason we put in like treat it like a business. It's sort of like don't treat it like a hobby. I mean, no, look, you can totally treat it like a hobby, but we're talking about what great musicians do. Yeah. They don't treat it like a hobby. That's right. And that's why they get insulted or pass on things when somebody's just like, oh, can you just sit down and play for this? Can you do that? I mean, they'll do it if the moment. No, this you is know, my art, man. Yeah, this but is what are, I do. Yeah, I'm yeah. a pro. Yeah. You know, I treat it. I got the discipline and the gratitude. All right. Man, a lot of positive stuff, Peter. A lot of positive. Oh, sometimes good vibes. number seven, we, we, we go, we, we jump off the ledge a little bit. Yeah, so are what's number? Today? Yeah, let's, let's jump off the ledge on number well, seven. Well, we had a couple ideas for this. This is like under the category of if one through six fail, yeah. So what? this is not actually something that great musicians have in common. Of well, course. some of them. Okay. <laughs> some great musicians. No, the, actually, um, it isn't. It isn't actually. But if if one through six fail you, you can always try uh, being a complete narcissist. <laughs> there are some great musicians that works <laughs> temporarily. <laughs> That's right. It can work for a couple of years. What about some ego maniacal tendencies? Also can fun. There? Can be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Some psychopathy. <laughs> Psychopathy. Psychopathy. <laughs> Uh yeah, all of those things can be can be a blast for a while. That's right, but they probably aren't going to be uh, very lasting. Yeah, you can throw out, you can sprinkle them in there, but concentrate on one through six. I love it because we can't get too positive for too long. We that's have right. to end with something that's a little. Should we bit... do a quick review? Yeah, let's go uh, through them. Number one is listen. Number two, discipline. Number three, attitude of gratitude. Number four, authenticity. Number five, a growth mindset. Number six. They treat their art seriously. These are the seven great things musicians have in common. We're not even going to mention the seventh anymore because that was, you know, what it was. That was good. That was super fun, man. Let's grade us. Let's grade ourselves. I'm uh, going to Twitter. Nobody's graded us yet. I'm going to grade. I'm going to grade a. Uh, Hit a, us up on. I'm we'll going to. I'll tell you what. Intro B plus. <laughs> Episode A plus. Ooh, A plus with AP extra credit. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go A, a solid A. Because I feel like we can oh, do better. Okay. We did great. All right. Wow. But I look mean, at this guy and his growth I have mindset. A growth mindset. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a plus plus. A See, B. people with a growth mindset use things like that. I still have a bit of a narcissism. B minus. Oh, B minus. That <laughs> might as well be a failing grade, Peter. <laughs> it's an F. That's oh, an F. boy. <laughs> well, until next time. You'll hear it.